it's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. If you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram at all.pacers and on Twitter at all underscore pacers. Wow, you, you seem a little partial to Twitter. <laughs> uh, it's a really good Twitter. What can I say? I don't know who runs it. He's a really cool guy, I think. Or girl. Or girl. Really good at Twittering. But I don't know why we're trying to act like we don't want people to know who it is. It's you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> all the opinions are mine. So yeah. if you like me better than Jack, show me <laughs> by following me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so probably follow us on Twitter first. Um, I agree. But after you follow us on Twitter, head over to our Instagram, and we got a post over there about a jersey giveaway, Ooh. and you can find all the rules about that. The key part is you need to follow us on Twitter to get to be a part of the giveaway, though. So yeah, that's the first step. It's the easiest. It's the easiest of all the steps. Um, basically, you get three entries for certain things: following us on Twitter, uh, downloading the Flick app, um, the Flick Chat app. Um, and uh, being a part of that community where we talk Pacers, and then following us on Instagram, as well as following uh, Vintage Revival Indianapolis. Indy, I mean. Um, so there's tons of ways to get entries, and um, why would you not enter? So there's a week left. Yeah, about a week left. And yeah. it's an Oladipo jersey, so it's it's easy. It's an easy – I mean, it's why would you not try to win an Oladipo jersey? This, exactly. this is about as real as it gets. So, yeah, go do all that stuff. Follow us on Twitter, though, um, and you won't miss out. Uh, as always, I am Jeremy. I'm joined by Jack and Breezy. How are you guys doing this week? Austin, how are you doing? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a little bummed. I'm adequate. Okay. Yeah. W- what makes you feel adequate instead of bummed? Hey, you know, there's just been a lot of great basketball, and uh, I've enjoyed watching it. I'm a big fan of bubble basketball, I got to say. Uh, I think I might like it better than basketball with the fans there. Oh. It has been fun. Would you rather watch Russell Westbrook basketball in the bubble or Russell Westbrook in Utah? Uh, I'd probably rather watch Russell Westbrook in Utah. Yeah, because you never know what's going to happen with fans. You never know. <laughs> Are those my only two options? Can I watch a different team? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you can't. Different player. This is just – I was just thinking of what player gets into it with fans the most and it's the most entertaining. It's probably Russell Westbrook in Utah, right? Well, if it gets into it with fans the most and is entertaining, I would say Westbrook – if it just gets into it with fans the most, it would be Kevin Durant, but it's oh. all off the court, and it's also not very entertaining. It's, it's not at all. Kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. It is so. sad. Yeah. But he he says – I mean, he makes it seem like it's not sad, but it's so sad. It is. His yeah, take, it's weird. His it's take weird. is always, well, I play basketball, so I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You, you don't. It's like, well, other people can know basketball too, Kevin. Yeah. yeah I just saw a story. This uh, dude had, like, made a video about Kevin Durant and – kind of like roasting him a little bit you know like nba like what we would do with tj lee for something and kevin durant saw that and then went and liked this dude's girlfriend's post every single one of her oh, pictures it was, it was a girl yeah yeah um and it was a no the girl was a podcaster did a podcast roasting kevin durant and kevin durant went and followed her girlfriend and liked all oh the posts. oh yeah. and okay. then was like oh i don't know what happened <laughs> i followed her and it liked everything <laughs> it's, it's sad yeah, wow, I didn't know I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I had half the story. Yeah, I guess. it was really freaking weird. Yeah. And creepy. I mean, we've come to expect it at this point. You guys keep going. I got to go turn the crock pot off. Okay. It's really bad timing on his part. We were at the start of the day. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'll just... I'll just go ahead and... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'll make the stat of the day up. This isn't that big of a deal. No, no, no. no. no, no, no. So where... Jeremy, where were you at August 10th, 2020? Where were you at August 10th, 2020? Uh, Mars. Okay, well, that was yesterday. You were at Mars yesterday? You're already back. I watched the game on Mars. Oh. (laughs) As you know, uh, using a parking space. (laughs) Oh, uh, Planet Doom? Moron Mountain. Moron Mountain, that's right. You know, it's up there. I don't know if it's on Mars. Yeah. In, In the real world, it's on Mars, though. Okay. Also, in the real world, it takes about a year to get to Mars. And well, not if back, you're right? with. I was with Bugs Bunny. We just <laughs> we zoomed on up there, uh, right through a, a golf hole, just like Michael Jordan travels. Yeah, it was real easy. So this stat of the day is not a Pacers player; it's a Heat player, and this is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler on August tenth, two thousand twenty, 
had an NBA record 15 flops resulting in free throws. <laughs> Jeremy, have you ever heard of this many flops in one game? Uh, yeah. As, as I said, I was watching the game at Moron Mountain okay. with Bugs Bunny, and he agreed with me. He was flopping all over the place. Yeah. Uh, he, he and let me tell you, Bugs Bunny knows flops. His ears are that's floppy. That's my stat of the day, Austin. Would you like to give one of your – is the Crock-Pot okay, first of all? Crock-Pot's okay. It's off. Okay. Um, where were you? Just in general. <laughs> uh, well, if if we're talking like the year I was born, '94, maybe before the the day I was born, just not born yet. If I was just picking a random day, say January fifth, nineteen ninety-four, right? <laughs> I would have been probably at home, you know, just living my three-year, two-year-old life. At yeah, the time. doing toddler things. Yeah. <laughs> Going poopy where you shouldn't. <laughs> well, I can tell you where I was. I was in Washington D.C. What what day is this? January fifth, nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Oh, um, and just for I guess right. Yeah, everyone listening at home, this is the first time we've ever actually ahead of time known when the stat of the day was. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's been kind of fun to kind of know what to expect a little bit. Yeah. But hey, for you listening, Austin, let them let them know what what the stat of the day is. Well, the stat <laughs> of the day. Pacers were taking on the Wizards. Obviously, we were in Washington D.C. They weren't, weren't playing the well. I mean, Generals. Or not obviously. They were taking on the Bullets. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> good save. They're playing the Bullets, and Dale Davis had his career high of 28 points and 12 rebounds uh, on this evening. Unfortunately, the Pacers blew a fourth quarter lead. And lost this game, ninety-seven, ninety-five. Oh. So the Pacers getting back to their losing ways, historic losing ways. I, sh- I guess I should say in this well, one, stat of the day, losing ways. Stat of the Just day, so history, here. losing yeah. ways. You do, you do love a Pacers loss in the stat. Of the I don't day. listen. I pick the stats. The stats don't pick me. So okay, that doesn't help your case at all. Uh, <laughs> I think you okay. meant to the say that way. differently. Yeah, uh, you said that backwards. <laughs> History picks me. I don't pick history. Okay, yeah. Sure. We'll go with that. So, Calvert Chaney was in this game. He was, and he had seven points Yeah, in uh, 11 minutes played. He also had five fouls. A real, uh, who's somebody who fouls a lot very quickly. Hey, but he didn't uh, foul Alex out. Alex Caruso. He didn't foul out, no. They, they pulled him before 11 so minutes go. and one second. You know who fouls really quickly? Uh, the Pacers um, on Jimmy Butler. Miles Turner in the bubble. Miles Turner in the bubble. Good answer. Um, and you know what it means if Miles Turner in the bubble fouls quickly and then Jakar Sampson in the bubble fouls quickly? More Goga. Oh, that's true. But it, yeah, okay, never mind. I was going to say more TJ Leaf, but I forgot the goats back. Yeah, we actually need more Goga. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes. We'll talk about that later. But hey, uh, thanks. Shout out Dale Davis. Uh, father of trace jackson davis on the hoosiers as well mm-hmm. so yeah a couple uh hoosier ties right there calbert cheney greatest hoosier of all time well, i don't know isaiah thomas maybe oh probably, probably isaiah, isaiah thomas. thomas or steve yeah. alford for sure i don't know it might be calbert cheney steve alford got a ring that's fair that that is fair there you go isaiah thomas got a ring that's fair all right i like calbert cheney because i have his i have his actual jersey so I, oh, that's I tr- you do. Yeah, I try to make him seem like the greatest of all time so the value of the jersey goes up. That's fair. It's pretty selfish of you. It's smart of me is what it is. <laughs> hey, Austin, um, you like clothing? Mm, sometimes. Well, let me tell you about this great clothing brand that we've partnered with. Mm. It starts with an appreciation of sport. The numbers 9450 represent the, do you know? Mm, I don't know, maybe the dimensions of a soccer court. Uh, maybe, but in this case, it represents the dimensions of an NBA basketball court, 94 feet by 50 feet. Mm. But it means much more than the numbers on a blueprint. It's the foundation where we come together and move culture, Mm. where we display talent and personality through style of play and fashion. Austin, Mm. when you're looking for a girl, do you usually look for talent, personality, or fashion first? I usually want to see if they have eyeballs first. <laughs> and if they don't? <laughs> That's a non-starter. Okay. Sorry well. to the eyeballless community. <laughs> so 
Let's get back to this. Uh, 9450 Apparel was created to contribute to the basketball community through lifestyle pieces that tell stories for fans and athletes alike. We at All Pacers Pod love the products that 9450 Apparel offers. Plus, you can't beat the value. Jeremy, I love your 9450s tee right now. Looks, it looks great as always. Anyway, 9450 Apparel also understands the importance of giving back. For a limited time, you can find their I Miss Basketball t-shirts, and 100% of the profits from that shirt will go to Feeding America, where lives are being changed and hunger is getting defeated. Basketball is more than a sport, and with 9450 Apparel, you can be more than a fan. Take your style up a level by visiting 9450apparel.com. Again, that's 9450apparel.com. Back to the pod. Hey, well, we're going to get right into some Pacers talk, but first we're going to do our bubble moment of the week. Do you guys have a bubble moment for this week? Uh, I got one. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. I know I usually let Austin go first, but um, one of my favorite moments this week was um, TJ McConnell being mic'd up. Uh-huh. I think the mic'd up segments, I, I, I know Austin agrees with me on this. I can't remember if you agree with me. The mic'd up segments are the worst thing that have happened to the NBA in a long time. Horrible. Except recently it's been good with TJ McConnell and Boban Marjanovic. Mm-hmm. They j- they've nailed it with those two. Um, TJ McConnell at one point gets swatted by Dwight Howard, and he was telling someone on the bench, he said, man, I, I thought I had an open layup, and Dwight Howard blocked me straight to Indiana, <laughs> which I thought was good. And it's it's just good TV. So I butchered that statement a little bit. I paraphrased. But, yeah, I, that, w- that was good TV. Um, so that was my bubble moment of the week. That's a good one. Thank you. What's yours? Uh, I have I have like two small ones, I guess. One one of them I love seeing guys like uh, Jeremy Lamb and Demontis Bonus who aren't with us in the bubble, getting on the virtual fan screens and rooting on the Pacers. Also, T.J. McConnell's dad is. If you watch on Fox Sports Indiana, they show him way more than they should, <laughs> and they talk about him a lot too. It's kind of strange how interested they are in T.J. McConnell's dad, but I, I guess it's cool. But it's nice to see those players that aren't there on the bench with us still rooting on the team. Also, in the game against the Heat, uh, Alizé Johnson coming in, hitting that three uh, from a very cold start. Just walked right on right onto the floor, nailed a three. He could have just gone and sat back down. I would have been fine with it. That Pacers' was, was future backup center. Uh, no. <laughs> he'd, be o- he'd be okay at backup third string small forward. <laughs> Breezy, you got a bubble moment? I got a bubble moment is another stat. Uh, Just found this. Uh, Via Dave McMiniman, there have been about 1,800 five-man lineups used in Orlando, and the worst lineup is the Lakers starting lineup at minus 28 and 41 minutes. Uh, And that is LeBron, JaVale McGee, Danny Green, AD, and KCP, for those who, who don't know. I'm not a Lakers hater by any means, but uh, that has to be alarming if you are a Laker fan and uh, very noteworthy if you are other playoff teams. Wow. Yeah, it is kind of shocking. Yeah. They <laughs> haven't looked good, that's for sure. They almost lost to the Nuggets B team last night who put up just a, a hell of a fight. Uh, uh, Monte Morris had a really nice game. Bowl Bowl had some nice uh, moments in that game. and. You know, uh, it's honestly a little surprising they didn't pull it out. Well, you know, if you that last play, the entire Nuggets team it seemed just followed LeBron and they left Kuz wide, wide open. Follow LeBron, shot. yeah. And uh, hey, um, Kuz though after the game said even if Jesus was there to contest the shot, he's still shooting. Hey, R.I.P. Kuzma's career. Well, I don't. R.I.P. It's a. Here's the here's <laughs> the thing. If you're if you're in a heaven basketball league, okay, and you're playing against Jesus's team, if Jesus is guarding you, you still have to shoot over him. Yeah. It's, is it? I didn't happen, think though? that was that crazy of a statement. Like, of course you're gonna. I feel like if you're getting guarded. You're gonna shoot over the guy. Come on. <laughs> I guess you have, you have to, to in that situation, your, right? You would have to give up your divine abilities to play in a sports game, with with mortals. All right, let's, well, you, you let's just be cheating. Let's get into theology now. <laughs> <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> it's just like a temporary thing. He can get him back when he wants. I don't know. Uh, it was a good play drawn up by Frank Vogel, yeah. former Pacers coach. Yeah, so. uh, he's a he's a great coach. Yeah, he, he's a great coach. Uh, I'm glad he's lasted this long in L.A. too. 
Um, I'm also glad he can't beat the Pacers. <laughs> yeah, true. He has not beat the Pacers once since leaving the organization. Conspiracy it's theory. Crazy. Is he doing it to help the Pacers? Secret agent Vogel. Love it. I'm in. Um, but anyway, I have heard some uh, rumors that the Lakers are recruiting Rondo to come back to the bubble. Um, I guess his rehab has gone pretty well for his fake broken finger. I've heard something similar. Yeah. Um, they, they may have promised him a better hotel room. I think this that's probably the reason he left in the first place. The thing is, uh, Rondo nowadays is not the person that's going to solve your problems on your basketball team. So the, even if they get Rondo back, it's looking pretty shaky for L.A. right now. Um, I know Quinn Cook had a good game against the Pacers, but would you rather have Rondo or Quinn Cook right now? Because I bet Lakers fans would say Rondo. Definitely Rondo. Yeah, Rondo. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know why we're talking about the Lakers. You can just turn on ESPN right now and watch it. So you can hear anything about the Lakers right now if you turn on ESPN. So well, I think yeah, don't. if you turn on ESPN right now, they're talking about college football. So we should try later. Just turn it on to see if they're talking about LeBron. Well, the Big Ten canceled the season, so they're definitely talking <laughs> about college football. <laughs> oh, That's did serious. they really? They did. They announced it right before we started recording. So. Some late breaking news for those of you who don't follow college football very closely. Play the breaking news music. This is breaking news. I'll tell you what, I actually like that. No, it's still going, Jeremy. Can you let him finish? No, I can't. I was too excited. It was good. (laughs) That one was good. Yeah, I didn't hate that one. There, there weren't weird bubbling sounds or rumbles. (laughs) Moaning, (laughs) moaning. Yeah, it was just it was it was a normal it was a normal sound. So now imagine if we got that. Made with actual instruments yeah. or something and not just saying. Yeah. It'd be even better. Man, I wish one of our listeners just produced some like jingles for us. That's that's all I need. All right, you heard it here first. That's all Jack needs. That's all. Is a jingle. Oh, and all a Pacers championship. Needs. And a Pacers championship. All right. So if you're a fan of the All Pacers podcast, all Jack wants from you is a jingle. Or a Pacers championship. So whichever one of those things sounds easier to you, if you could just do that for us, it'll make Jack's oh, day. Oh, you know what? And I also want to win our fantasy football league this year. Okay, you're asking for too much now. Is that too much to ask? It is. It's yeah, too it's much too to much ask. to ask. All right, we got three games to talk about today. Sadly, two of them are losses. Jack, I know you were saying last week you were going to be pretty disappointed if we lost any games, yeah. right? So how are you feeling right now? Uh, disappointed. It's weird that you went into the bubble expecting to win all of the games. I'm I, not going to lie. You know what? I thought it was reasonable to go 8 and 0. I mean, re- reasonable is what I said. I, I said reasonable would be like 5 and 3, lock up our spot, get through it without injuries. You know, those are that's a reasonable expectation. Yours yours was a pretty high expectation. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say high, but my reasonable was 8 and 0, my unreasonable was 7 and 1 or less. That's shocking, and Wait, also so anything s- under seven and one you're would smiling, be reasonable. Still, and I, th- I think you're messing with us. No, 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 you no. You can't no. be for real. Well, Jeremy, um, I let me just say two losses is it's tough, especially against the Suns and Heat. I want I wanted to beat the Heat more than anything. Oh, well, I guess I don't want to give it away, um, like get into that. But let's talk about the Suns. I am so disappointed that we lost to the Suns, um, but they are hot right now, and hey, they might even go eight and zero in the. Well, here's what I would say. I think going into the bubble, yes, we would have all agreed losing to the Suns would have been disappointing. But the way the Suns have been playing during the restart has been phenomenal. They, they've they looked like one of the best teams in the league down there. So I don't think losing to them in this situation is as bad as it might have looked before we got to that game. But it's not like going into the Suns game, we were 2-2. Two and two. TJ Warren was just doing his regular 18 a game. Like... TJ Warren might have been the best player in the bubble up until that game. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, like, yeah, Devin Booker's been rolling and the Suns have looked really good and, like, their team's been really deep as well. Like, uh, they haven't rolled over for anybody. But TJ Warren and the Pacers, I just thought, you know, had the better team and we should have come out of that game with a win. So, yeah, I agree. Like, it has changed because the Suns do look better, but I would say the Pacers have also looked better as well, you know? But also, even if T.J. Warren had been the best player in the league all season long, even Is, are you saying he was? I'm, I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm saying even if he had been, and the Pacers were the best team in the league, if you run into a hot team, there's a chance you're going to lose. The Suns are just a hot team right now. Right. So they're they're streaking. They look really really good. Oh, they're it, streaking. They are. They were all, maybe that was why we lost. They were all naked. Uh, that's. 
I thought that's what was happening. I couldn't tell what was different. They changed their name to the Moons. (laughs) Boo! Hey, no, that was good. That was that was. Did you just think of that, or were you teeing this up? I just thought about it. Hey, I'm impressed, man. You just thought about the sun's streaking. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Anyway. During this game, I really expected Edmund Sumner to play more because Doug McDermott was going to be out. So I thought that would be an expanded role for him, get a little bit more energy from him. Instead, they went the opposite way and did not play him at all. And I was really surprised by that. I'm not sure what the thinking was there. Do you have any ideas, Jack? No idea. Um, There probably was something wrong with Sumner going in. Maybe he had a bad practice or uh, it had to have been something away from uh, his ability to, I mean, his performance and his uh, skill level because TJ Leaf saw minutes, Nas, Mitchell Long saw minutes, and Alizé Johnson saw minutes. Edmund Sumner saw nothing. So that tells me right now that um, there was something else going on. Well, the thing is, those were all garbage time minutes. So those weren't game plan minutes. Right, but throw Edmund Sumner's been playing garbage minutes this whole year. He's the, only played 29 games this whole year. Well, the other the other thing is, Goga, it was Goga's first game back. Yeah. So the minutes that Edmund Sumner had been getting... And the ones that Doug McDermott, some of the ones Doug McDermott gave up for being out this game went to Goga. And it feels a bit like they wanted to keep that tight rotation, so they were just going to drop him for Goga. And I didn't think that was the way to go at all. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Because Edmund Sumner, when he's played and played like at least 10 minutes in a game, he's looked good. Well, we don't even need him for 10 minutes. Just give him him five of Doug's minutes to fill the three-point shooter role that we really need on this team. Yeah, and... Look, TJ Warren, Malcolm Brogdon, Turner, Oladipo all played over 30 minutes. Oladipo played 31 minutes this game. I know he has a cap, um, and that seems a little high for Oladipo, especially in a game where we lose by 15. Um, Edmund Sumner should have chipped into some of those minutes of those guys. Um, And Justin Holiday looked really bad. I guess Coach just left him out there um, to try to get some shots up. That's, I feel like that's what's been happening anyways with him. Yeah. Because there's been moments where I'm like, should he even be playing right now? Well, it's... We need him defensively because we're we we end up being so small on the court all the time that it's hard not to play him just for that on that end. Uh, in in the Suns game and in the other two games we're going to talk about over and over again for some reason Aaron Holiday keeps getting matched up with these guys that are so much bigger than him. I don't know how many times it was Aaron Holiday trying to guard LeBron and LeBron just walked right past him. Right. It was so frustrating in that Lakers game. We're getting out coached. Name any point guard or shooting guard we've played against in the past week or so, and They've taken Aaron Holiday to school on the defensive end, it's, and it's not been close. He's been pretty bad. Yeah, it's been rough. Uh, Rubio looked re- – he looked pretty good. He missed a lot of shots, but, I mean, he, he was facilitating the offense really well this game. Um, and, yeah, Aaron Holiday has been playing big minutes for us. He's been able to shoot a little bit. I have. It's He's been like a player where you see him and you're like, is he a starter in this league? I, I don't know. I My opinion on him has changed a little bit during this bubble. I mean, I still really like his potential going forward, but he just like he hasn't looked ready. No, he's his his ceiling isn't ever shouldn't ever be starter in the NBA. I it's think his ceiling's like Damian Lillard. <laughs> Boy, if you don't, no, we got to talk him up for his trade value. Is like your Calvin yeah, Cheney like jersey. jersey. <laughs> hey, you never know if the. The, if the Suns are listening to this and they're like, wow, Aaron Holiday is really good. Maybe we should give Devin Booker for Aaron Holiday. Would you trade Aaron Holiday straight up for Devin Booker, though? I would trade Devin Booker and Aaron Baines for Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon, and Aaron Holiday. As Wait, <laughs> you didn't have to do that, though. All you had to do yeah. was give up Aaron Holiday for Devin Booker. Uh, well, yeah, 100 100- uh, if I'm the Suns, no. If I'm the if I'm the Suns listening to the All Pacers pod, maybe. Why wouldn't you say yes and help your cause? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yes. All right, Jack is fired as the official <laughs> GM on this podcast. <laughs> I actually, I did. I ran a um, ESPN trade machine trade where it was Devin Booker, Aaron Baines for Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon, and Aaron Holiday, and um, it worked. It was successful, but. Both teams lost eight games to their overall win total. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> and I have well, no idea how that happened. I've never no, had such a bad trade. The Pacers trade. would definitely gain eight games. Yeah, the Pacers and definitely then get better there. Yeah, oh, 100%. And that would also make it to where, well, I guess if we lose Brogdon, then my argument's irrelevant. But I, I was just, I want to find a trade where we can keep Brogdon, Oladipo, Warren, and then add another guard to where Warren has to play the four. 
You know, like if we add a Bradley Beal or Devin Booker or Drew Holiday. Why another guard? I guess or another wing player. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trade Sabonis in both holidays for Bradley Beal? I would, yeah. That'd be tough to – I mean – all right, you heard it here first, folks. I would, yeah. Especially if you're Demonis Sabonis listening to this. Jack doesn't like you that much. <laughs> How did we get talking about this? Listen, we need, we need to talk about these games. We Let's can't go a podcast without Jack games. talking trades. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it wasn't TJ Leaf, so you should be thanking me. It's been strange to me that, going back to Aaron Holiday, that we're so willing to experiment with stuff, and but Aaron Holiday, for some reason, being in the starting lineup and playing almost 40 minutes a game is just set in stone yeah. somehow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that. Maybe we could work... Work Edmund Sumner in there a little bit. Get some other guards, some more time. Some something. It's just a lot of playing time for Aaron Holiday. Great right point. Uh, Aaron Holiday had 37 minutes flat this game. Edmund Sumner had no minutes played in this game. Weird. Give give Sumner five minutes. Aaron Holiday playing 32 minutes is great. That's fine. It's yeah. just a whole. It has to be a whole development thing, right? I, I the general manager saying, hey, play Aaron Holiday as many minutes as possible. Let's see what he can do. The fact that we're trying to ramp up for the playoffs, though, and these are these the minutes we're looking to give him during the playoffs? No, this is screaming to me. There's going to be an offseason trade, and they're just trying to get value of their one young asset, right? On the other hand, they're showing maybe he doesn't have as much value as they wish he had, right? Because you're putting him out there in a lot of situations, and he's he's performing fine, but he's not definitely not increasing his value. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. Well, I I don't know the answer to why he's playing so much, but he is. <laughs> I I don't know why we aren't. Yeah, I don't know why we're not giving Sumner more minutes. It was good to see Goga this game, though. I I uh, didn't think he was that good, but it was his first game back. Uh, you never think he's that good. So. <laughs> I I will change my answer here in a minute. I think he's been very solid since he's returned in the bubble and has put in really good performances for him. <laughs> Each time I, he's gone out. There. This whole season until the Lakers game, I thought he looks lost. He looks like a baby deer. A really tall one, of course. But, I mean, he hasn't hit shots and he can't finish around the rim. So what you're saying is as soon as he blocked LeBron, you were all in on going. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> of course you were. But he was hitting – he hit his first shot. He hit a three. And then after that, he hit another three later on. Blocked LeBron like you'd said. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, just looked really good. Set good screens and uh, looked confident out there. I don't know if it was national TV. Maybe we just need national T go go more. <laughs> national TV go go more, not national T. But – that Lakers game, I thought, wow, this is a this is a serviceable backup big man right now for the Pacers. Yeah, that's and that's all we need him to be, especially moving forward when we get Sabonis back. He, we just need him to do a couple things: protect the rim, hit open shots, and he's been doing that in the games he's been playing in. Jeremy, I thought I was gonna have to pump the brakes on what you were gonna say, but Jeremy, I agree with you. I'm gonna. Uh, Cut the brakes right now. Oh, cut the brakes. <laughs> that sounded like a slow... Cut the brakes. That didn't sound like you cut the brakes. That sounded like a slow stop. It sounded like you hit the brake. You pumped the brakes, yeah. and then the brake line just broke. <laughs> yeah, somebody cut the brakes. Yeah, but it for sure slowed down, right? Shouldn't it, if you cut the brakes, you should be going faster? No, you did for a while. Okay. And then... You who's, hit something. Who's cutting you the brakes? You drove over some sand. Driving. You drove over. You drove into some quicksand, oh. and there just happened to be another semi truck sitting in the quicksand. <laughs> oh, so it was an accident. The quicksand really meant nothing. You got in a car accident <laughs> in quicksand because you cut your brakes. Okay. Though. Okay. So uh, I don't know if I follow fully, but Jeremy, <laughs> the point is. I, I want to cut the brakes on that. I think he, going forward, can be a serviceable big, serviceable big man for the Pacers as the backup center, and maybe even more in the future. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. That's you, why I want to cut the brakes. You heard it here first. We're going full steam ahead on Goga being good as a backup, <laughs> which is not a shocking take. Or more. Or more. Or more. You never know. Yeah. Um, and, it, look, he has to live up to his nickname, the GOAT. Goat, goat guy anymore. Yeah. I mean, from now on. So, yeah. You could buy a goat farm, though. <laughs> That'd be cool. He'd be Goatka then. We should buy a goat farm in honor of Goatka. You, you, you can take care of him, though. All right. I will do it, gladly. In honor of Goatka. All right. We kind of glossed over this before, and we're, we're, we'll circle around right now. In the Suns game, TJ Warren did not look great. Is that safe to say? That is very safe to say. 
He uh, went out a little flat. Every, to be fair, everybody's a little flat in that game. But TJ hadn't didn't live up to how he, what he had been doing in the bubble so far. I have some thoughts. Okay, what are your thoughts? Um, he sets the tone right now for us in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we came out flat because of that. Brogdon had a good game. That was about it. No one really did other than Brogdon. Oh, who? Uh, I'm I'm gonna pump the brakes on you. Oh gosh, you're gonna say Miles Turner, aren't you? No, not not on that. Oh, I'm gonna pump the brakes and say, yes, T.J. Warren does set the tone, but we've had those slow performances all season. It's not a new thing. Yeah. So it's that's just these Pacers for some reason get off to slow starts. Yeah, and then way too often. Yeah, what? Yeah, I agree with that actually, and I I hate that you pumped the brakes on me because it did hurt, but okay. I I respect your decision. Had to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't need the sound effect. <laughs> it would be so late. <laughs> it would be so late. Austin was ready. It was also a very mild pump the brakes too. It was just a it's very mild. It was cordial. It was a cordial pump the brakes. Yeah, Some small dog out here. <laughs> yes, there's a Chihuahua. Um, I think for the bubble, he's definitely set the tone. But yes, the Pacers all season have been getting off to slow starts, and then we've relied on our uh, second unit to bail us out, mm-hmm. and they have in most cases. Um, but with a depleted team right now, like we have without Sabonis, our all-star, um, it's been it's been a little tough for that. Um, but, yeah, no one looked good in the Suns game. Um, one of my other thoughts was this is Warren's old teammates and his old coaches um, and his old general managers, right? So they, they kind of knew what to exp- – like if you've been playing against a guy every day in practice like the Suns have been doing, not all of them, like obviously Cam Johnson was guarding him a lot of the game. He hasn't played against him before. But this was TJ Warren's first bad game in the bubble. He had 53, 37, 35 or something like that in his three previous games. He looked rough here. Um, and I think the Suns were just ready to defend him. Well, I'll push back on that a little bit because we did play them in January and he was 11 for 18 with 25 points. Yeah. So he did a lot better against him in that game. So I guess you can say they prepared for him better this game, but I don't think it has anything to do with former teammates. Well, Jeremy, whatever it was, he played a bad game. It was his first time playing a bad one. But in this Lakers game, he looked great again. Yeah, he was back to what he had been doing in the bubble, 39 points on 15-22 to shooting, only four free throws. I'll tell you what, I'm impressed by his scoring without having to get to the free throw line, but it would be nice if he was getting to the free throw line a little bit more, just getting a bit more contact. So. It's a little bit easier to get those points, his, uh, but that's just a small complaint. He's been really incredible. His great games remind me a lot about uh, of Paul George's great games, where he's putting up these huge numbers and not getting free throws out of it. Yeah. Um, but this was national TV, and our boys responded. I loved it. I love to see that, um, especially against the Lakers, who a lot of people are picking as the NBA champions this year. I've picked them as the NBA champions if the Pacers can't win. Which, you know, I still believe the Pacers are going to win the championship, of course. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I loved to see us play um, this well on TNT. Was it TNT or ESPN? TNT. On TNT. And um, it was a fun performance from Warren. All right. And that will bring us to the Heat game, which was last night. Record- we were recording this on Tuesday the 11th. So this is just a – it's fresh in our memories. Uh, slow start. Slow start for both teams. The whole game, I wouldn't say, was a very good game for either side. No, yeah, bad game altogether. And for the Pacers, it was just another one of these slow starts that we never really recover from. We got it back in the second quarter. We tied it up with the second unit, giving us some energy. But then again, in the third quarter, we came out just as flat as before. It was it was really weird. I didn't, I didn't like watching it. I'll no, say that. No, yeah, that third quarter was the one of the most uh, disappointed games that I've or disappointing games I've seen from the Pacers this year I mean quarters even but there's just the whole game was awful that third quarter was awful like I, I couldn't bear to watch it anymore yeah it was just it was a low energy performance from the Pacers it some something's got to give here where we're finding ways to get the offense going even when we're I feel like they they see the shots not going in they start thinking about it too much and then more shots don't go in yeah and we talked about this uh, before the podcast, it felt like to me they gave up. I know that we don't disagree or we don't see eye to eye on this completely, but man, for the Heat to score 50 points in the third quarter, I don't, I don't even know how much they ended up scoring in the third. I just remember at one point it was like they were on a 50 to 25 run or something um, in the third. And to me, I'm like, how are they getting 
you know, all this, all these open shots, how, how's everything falling for them, and all these fast breaks that are happening. Derek Jones gets every rebound. Bam Adebayo gets every other rebound that Derek Jones isn't getting. Miles Turner looked like the worst rebounding center I've ever seen in my life, you know? And, yeah, I'm overreacting a little <laughs> bit, but this has – for Miles Turner, like this has been happening for a while where we just can't expect him to get rebounds. And for some reason, every game I'm so disappointed when he doesn't. Yeah, let me touch on a couple things there. They only scored 37 in the third quarter. I'm oh. Not, not sure where you got 50 I, from. They must have just been on a 50 to weird. 25 run. <laughs> Maybe it was the fourth quarter. I'm like I said like I said, like it was unbearable to watch. So like I was watching it, but you know, just with just disappointed. Just disappointedly watching it. Uh, for some reason, I feel like the offense, a lot of times, there's a lot of standing around. We're not running pick-and-roll stuff like we have been all season. That was one of our key plays throughout the year. And now, just because Sabonis is gone, we're not running those plays. Miles Turner can run the pick-and-roll just as well as he can. I'm not sure why we're going away from that. It's a great way to start off the offense. And yeah. Especially when we're having trouble just getting shots, like run some pick and roll, get something, get some motion going so we can start something. Yeah, pick and pops. Miles Turner wasn't hitting threes last night, though. Yeah, um, well, that brings me to my next point. And uh, if you follow us on Twitter, you would have seen this today, a nice little tweet I had here. Before the restart, Justin Holiday and Doug McDermott were combining to shoot 42% from three. And in the six games in the bubble, they're only 15% from oh three. Oh, my gosh. And the three... The uh, three-point rate for the team has actually gone up by four attempts per game, so it's not like we're shooting less. It's it's been a real struggle for those two guys especially, but for the team as a whole, TJ Warren has picked up his three-point shooting. He's shooting more threes, and that's helping keep the overall average for the team afloat. But if we can get those two guys, Justin Holiday and Doug McDermott, going, that's going to be a huge boost for the offense. Yeah, so against the Heat, Doug McDermott was one for five from three which is 20%, and Justin Holiday was one for seven for three, which is 14%. Mm-hmm. And I remember being hyped when they both hit a three yesterday. Yeah. And that's all I cared about. It. I mean, obviously they weren't hitting shots, but it's nice when you can see Justin Holiday's three falling. Um, in the scrimmage games, he was hitting threes. I don't yeah, know what changed for him. I, I have no idea what changed. It, it is It is a different building. Our three scrimmage games were in one building, and we've been in – a different building for every single one of these games. Yeah, send, I don't send the Pacers back to that first building. I don't think it should have that much to do with it, though. They're pretty much the same layouts. I, I don't. Could be the fake crowd noise. Could be. Could be. There was that in the scrimmage games. I don't. Oh, I don't know if they're pumping it in I for don't the scrimmage think they games. Have, no. Yeah. So uh, he is also doing a vlog right now. He's on his third episode, or his third episode just yeah. released, and it's been happening during the uh the reseeding games so yeah he's probably thinking about that like the grizzlies thought about christmas that's true yeah <laughs> and they're still thinking about christmas <laughs> apparently yeah yeah well it is getting towards christmas they might yeah, have we're on that. yeah they've completely given up on basketball <laughs> <laughs> but they'll be in the playing game probably right the grizzlies uh they have a chance to lose it I yeah think. which is crazy um so yeah, I'm I'm getting tired of Justin Holiday and Doug McDermott missing shots. They're getting open. I I feel like they're gonna start falling. But well, um, here's another. I'm not even sure they're getting that open. They yeah. they're getting some looks, but they're not getting very many easy looks. With when Sabonis was running in the second unit with Doug McDermott, that's where a lot of his shots were coming from, mm-hmm. and we haven't been able to find him in the same way as we were with uh, Sabonis. So I don't know if if they can figure out a way to get Goga involved with. Doug McDermott doing some screen rolls with him and figure out something there. But there needs to be some sort of tweak in the offense to get these guys some better looks. Well, I think struggling. I, I think what you're saying is spot on. Um, I don't think Goga is going to be that answer because defenses collapse on Sabonis when he's down low because he's such a post threat. Um, well, the, these are these passes aren't always aren't usually coming out of the post, though. They're, they're from when he's in either the high post or out on the perimeter. Yeah. Uh, Doug McDermott will swing around him and either hand off play. and then a, or a short pass to him. And th- yeah, that's where a ton of his threes came from. Well, you're si- you're still able to see him do that uh, play that he runs when he starts at the corner and then rolls up to the uh-huh. the top of the three. And he's, he's still he's he's still open. He's getting he's not getting the separation he usually does. Yeah. on that play though. Yeah, I wonder how much separation Doug McDermott would tell you that he needs. Not much. Yeah, but having less definitely seems to be affecting him. Yeah. And regardless of how open he is, I think we can agree on this. He should be hitting more than 20% of his threes. 
Right, Even if he's contested, like you would at least expect thirty three percent from Doug McDermott. His again, one job in the NBA. If he's if he's not giving being given shots in rhythm, which is what he almost always is given, he's going to hit less of them. It's yeah. just a fact with shooters. Um, I did. Uh, Justin Holiday yesterday did hit a con- or sh- took a contested three and missed. And I thought, why is he doing this? I know the Suns game here balled two threes, mm-hmm. or was it the Lakers game? I don't know. They're blending together, but it was he airballed two threes back to back. And you don't see that from him. They're struggling, and um, I hope that they can figure this out. Uh, one of my biggest problems with the Heat game was how often it seemed Pacers were just laying on the floor. <laughs> why, yeah. are we, why are we running into each other? Like the Edmund Sumner, Jakar Sampson in yeah, the corner. They're just where they in the on corner, on the ground. <laughs> what is happening? We Maybe need the ghost of Roy Hibbert invaded Ooh, the Pacers oh. hotel. It was against the Heat, too. Yeah, let me pump Famous the brakes. Collapse. Uh, Roy Hibbert's alive. Yeah, well, but the it, ghost uh, of his career. It's like oh, okay. the essence of Roy Hibbert. He might be in the bubble. He's he's working for the 76ers now. I, I don't know. I, I'd be curious to see if Roy Hibbert's in the bubble. I he's doubt it. I haven't seen him. I wouldn't want him near my team. I like he'd be <laughs> at, the, at the 76ers game if hey, he was. He's trying to teach Joel Embiid a ton of stuff about how to play basketball. So um, good for Joel Embiid. Well, he's definitely learning about missing games due to injury. <laughs> Anyway, Miles um, Turner fell down a number of times, and, and like you were saying, he looked kind of lost out there. I, it seemed like he was terrified of Bam, and Derek Jones. Well, Derek Jones wasn't in the game during while well, Miles Turner was a lot of the time. He was doing his damage against the second unit because T.J. McConnell was on him and being Weird. asked to jump with him, which is not going to happen. Uh, yeah. Well, Derek Jones just could. I mean, he could do no wrong yesterday. Well, all he had to do was finish dunks. <laughs> And when you're letting a guy get that free, of course he's not going to do any wrong. Yeah, is he? Well, and grab any rebound. Anytime a ball was in the air, it was his. Well, oh, except for the jump ball with Oladipo, right? Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think that was him. Was it? Was that Jimmy Butler? No, I think it was Bam. I don't. I thought it was Derek Jones. I don't know. <laughs> e- either way, Miles Turner. He, uh, Bam looks like just a bigger version of him. But he does so much more with the ball and off the ball than Miles does. It's it kind of makes me wish Miles was offering a whole lot more to the team watching Bam play. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, and he facilitates the offense too in a way that Miles Turner can't. I mean, yeah. he's just. He's I would a, be worried if Miles was bringing the ball up the court, but they s- let Bam do it all the time. Yeah, he's kind of their point guard in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, I know Goran Dragic started for the Heat against the Pacers. I think it was, they said it was the second start of the season. Kendrick Nunn has been the starter, and because he was out of the bubble or he was in quarantine he wasn't available yeah so Goran Dragic got the start so he was their point guard yesterday but they run most of their offense through Bam um and I mean he's just he's a good player it's it's hard when Miles Turner's matching up against him especially like Bam's the better rebounder um and he proved it last night when he got all those offensive rebounds too yep um, what I did like yesterday from the game, one bright spot was Oladipo is still performing well. We haven't even talked about this from the Lakers game. He was able to split uh, two defenders and do his quick right cutback like he's been able to do in the past. Um, I haven't seen a lot of it since he's come back from this injury, but he's been able to cut uh, left and right and uh, hit his shots too, which is nice. He is looking better. He he still looks kind of slow out there. He's improving every game though. Yeah. Uh, he still has a ways to go before it's the old Oladipo again, but we're all being patient with him, which is nice. Um, he did hit a few or a couple pull-up threes against the Heat. Uh, actually, it was three for five from three. Mm-hmm. Um, you love to see it, um, especially his where he's like jogging up to the three and then just stops, pops, and drills the three. It's it just that's classic Oladipo, and it was good to see him hit some of those. That was the only bright spot from this game for me, though. <laughs> that is it. Period. Um, we had to choose a MVP for the Pacers heat game, um, just for the Instagram graphic and people, the, the biggest answer I got from people was nobody. I said, who should be the MVP? Everyone said nobody. I said the final buzzer, <laughs> the final buzzer. That's funny. I didn't get a response from that. I thought, oh, I don't respond to those. I thought it was bad. pretty clever. Uh, I ended up picking, I like it, Malcolm Brogdon. Thanks, man. <laughs> that's a that was a good answer um i ended up picking malcolm brogdon because one person said him no one else said another name <laughs> it's was, it was kind of funny everyone's like nobody deserves it um one person well said to malcolm be fair brogdon. i don't know if you should give an mvp after losses but yeah i 
Well, you I'll just have. What do I have? Victories? I just have an empty court in the background. Yeah. Okay. Well, just don't do it at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier that way. <laughs> Definitely didn't get a lot of love from Pacers fans for that post. Did get a lot of hate from Heat fans though. You could make an MPP a most poopy player <laughs> for bad games. Yeah. No negativity, man. Um, our worst performance plus minus was Oladipo with minus 18. Everyone else had minus. No one had a plus on the Pacers, which uh, is strange. You would expect at least one person to. Nope. Alizé Johnson had minus two. Um, but TJ Warren got locked up this game. And, uh, like, we just had no hope after that third quarter. No hope. Yeah, you're being really negative. We just said no negativity. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, you're right. We played really well for the circumstances. I'm just I can't even say that. <laughs> All right, let's let's look ahead to what we have left in our restart games. Uh tomorrow night, hopefully this will be out before then. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh we have at the Rockets and then Friday we have a rematch with the Heat. Jack, what are you expecting from these games? Um Jeremy, honestly, I want to see some good signs out of our young players who will be in our second unit come playoff time. I'm not going to put a lot of my heart and soul into these next two games. I want to see some positivity come out of these games. So that's all I have to say. I'd love to see Miles Turner out-rebound um, P.J. Tucker for the Heat. I mean, for the Rockets. I can't say that's going to be the case. But I just want to see some positive things come out. I'd love to see another T.J. Warren game as well. Here's what I think you should expect is fewer minutes for starters as we look to yeah. preserve health for the playoffs. And like you said, Maybe maybe a lot of minutes for some young guys to try and solidify their place in the lineup. Uh, I'm most interested, especially since we're pretty much locked into our seat, just get, get through these games healthy. Let's get to the playoffs. We'll, we're almost assured to play the Heat now, so we know our opponent. You uh, need to win a game, though. Winning winning that Heat game, I th- that's that's the one thing I would hope for. Or like, the Raptors. Rockets. Ro- or the Rockets. That would be nice, too. I mean, winning both would be great. Just I care more about being healthy than trying to win either either of these games. Just like the scrimmage games, he was McMillan did a good job of sticking to his uh, minutes restrictions for all the players. Let's get through these things. If we can win that Heat game, it would be great. Uh, it would be a nice boost before we face them in the playoffs. Yeah. But if not, that's fine. Let's just be healthy and get ready for the playoffs. If we lose to the Heat, we are 0-4 against the Heat this year. And then we'll have to play at least four more games against them in the playoffs. I'm nervous, man. I'm go 4-0. <laughs> the Pacers will? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, there's no chance the – what What are the odds the 76ers pass us up? Uh, we'd have to lose both games, and they'd have to win all their games. Okay. And they don't have any starters today. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think they're going to be winning all their hey, games. Hey, crazier things have happened. The Nets are winning games with Timothy Luwawu Cabarro leading the way. Who I think is your new favorite NBA player because you mention him all the time. I, his name is fun to say. Just call him TLC. Ooh, TLC. Okay. All right. That's his, that his nickname is TLC. It's Oh, I thought you came up with no, that. No, it always has been. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, I don't even I remember him from the 76ers. You should know more about your favorite player, man. He, yeah, dude. I've he's the yeah, best you don't player creep in the NBA. on your favorite player. <laughs> um You don't go chasing his waterfalls. Amazing. <laughs> I should, especially with that kind of nickname. Um but, yeah, the Nets are able to win games with him leading the way. Maybe the 76ers will be able to win some games with Raul Neto leading the way. Sorry, Breezy and I are laughing because Jack had no idea what Breezy was just doing. No, I got that. Don't go chasing waterfalls by TLC. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he, I knew what you did. You did seemed you like you one? didn't get it. Oh, no, I got it. I didn't get the creep one. Is that another TLC another song? Yeah. TLC oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I got your TLC reference, you guys. Um, okay, that's good to know. Like Ty Pennington, right? from TLC. Great. <laughs> that's that's the only TLC channel reference I know. Little People Big World. Oh, good one. Yeah, yeah, Wife Swap. Mm, been there done that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, looks like we're playing the Heat in the first round, huh? Great. Great. Okay, uh, Mr. Negativity. Well, we okay. need to get you out of here. I know. We we should get going, but um one more thing. Jimmy Butler got sent to the line a lot. Is there anything we can do to stop that? Other than just saying don't foul. You have to guard with your hands back. This is for real. Yeah. This is what people try to do against James Harden. You can't stick your arms out because then that's where guys like Jimmy and and Harden, they'll sweep their arms through or they'll go through you like that. 
you have to play. Uh, I distinctly remember JJ Redick it, years ago when the Clippers played them in the uh, the Rockets in the playoffs, guarding him. It, it looks funny, but you have to do it. You have to guard with your hands up. You can't lean into him. So, yeah, he's looking to create contact whenever he can, and then go sprawling. So it's just, it's just do your best. Keep your keep your hands up, like Breezy said. And don't give him anything easy. Yeah, and if you're gonna foul him, foul him. Yeah, well, that wasn't even a thing yesterday. It's not like we were trying to foul him. He he just gets he gets his foul calls. That's just how it is. Yeah, dude, he was flopping like a fish for a lot of those fouls too. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> glub glub glub. <laughs> uh, also, if we can make if we can figure out a way to get Kelly Olynyk out there even more than he was last night, just let him keep eat- shooting those threes. It was great. I love every single one of his shots. Let's keep making that happen. That's a big key for the Pacers hey, to win. Dude, if one of those falls, though, normally, mm-hmm. there's a chance he hits seven more in a quarter. Mm-hmm. I think there's, he'll have one game out of ten where he has a good game. Yeah. And all the other games, he's pretty bad. Which I've said on the podcast in the past, he'll win you one playoff game easily every playoff. Yeah, he was bad last night, and I loved it. That was yeah. the only highlight for me last <laughs> night. Um, so, oh, I don't have any other points. I think we can wrap it up. All right, we're wrapping it up. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, all.pacers and all underscore pacers. Get in on our jersey giveaway. We have all the rules on our Instagram. You can check it out there. And we'll be back next week, hopefully, to report on two wins for you. Hey, shout out, Kelsey, mega fan. Uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. You have a birthday. All right, Congrats. peace out. See ya. about team basketball it's all about playing the game the right way the name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey you play for the indiana pacers that's who you represent